This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Well, the season is over for the Knicks. We'll review and look forward. Gordon and I will talk to you next on ESPN New York Tonight. Join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. We're here until midnight, along with Brian the Good Vibes and Mike Mike. Gordon, we'll talk Knicks until Freddie Fitzsimmons here on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, Larry, it was a season that was a lot of fun, a regular season that uh, exceeded all expectations. But unfortunately, a a fun season comes to an end with a brutal postseason. Now, it's the first step. And I do think that a lot of us, myself included, expected a little bit more, but a a tough way to go out. And it was almost like a replay of games three and four tonight. It was. But you know what, Gordon, here, and I was thinking about this. And here's the positive side of, if there is a positive side, here's the positive side of that is that, Gordon, you can't fantasize what you need. No. Okay, you, you, reality has Absolutely. hit you in the face, right between the eyes. You need more talent on this team. And listen, when you look at the payroll, this team had the lowest payroll in the, in the NBA. So with that, it, it tells you the kind of talent. And so you take your hat off to them. What they were able to do, as you mentioned, you take your hat off to the coaching staff. You take your hat off to the front office, bringing in an Emmanuel quickly and an Obi Toppin, where you can see that these guys got better as the season went on. And now, Gordon, it's time for you to tweak your roster and take that to the next level. And so, you know, you look at the team. If they had, Let's say they went on the playoff run which we knew they weren't. But let's say hypothetically they did. Then you could look at it, Gordon, and you say, you know what? Maybe we don't have to do as much as we thought. No, 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 no. You have to do a little bit more <laughs> to, to yeah. get to where you need to go. Yeah, and if this series had even been – if it ended the same way in five, but the games were more competitive, you could have deluded yourself and allowed yourself to say, well, you know, if this bounce goes our way or if the refs call it a little bit differently in this game or that game – There can be no delusions. Not that I think that they were going to have them anyway in the front office, Mm -hmm. but with what you saw in these five games, it's crystal clear. The Hawks are a better team and a far more talented team. And the thing is, I don't know that the Hawks are all that talented, but they are way more talented than the Knicks. You know what they are, Gordon? They they complement their star. Yes. So they, they have height in the front court. All right. And they and so because they have height and they have Capella back there, similar to what Mitchell Robinson was with the Knicks and Nerlens Noel before he got hurt. So you have a shot blocker and a rebounder back there and they have other guys who can score in the front court, but they have length. And then, you know, you've got Bogdanovich, who is a guy who can hit the three. He's a three point maker. So. You know, even though you look and you look at the stats and you see Trey Young, I mean, he had a phenomenal fourth quarter. He had 36 and 41 minutes, but he was shooting crazy. He was awful. And then the fourth quarter, he was able to just put put points together because other people were scoring. I mean, you you look at the shooting, even Bogdanovich didn't shoot that way. He was 4 of 11 tonight. And yeah. he's killed you throughout that series. But it's the depth and the folks that they had to spread around you, uh, to spread around Trey Young, and that's what makes them so good. Yeah, and Clint Capella backed up his words. Uh, yes, he he was fantastic for the first three quarters. He was everywhere, including squarely in Julius Randle's head. Uh, he did everything that he needed to do in this game and more. 
And then once he kind of stepped back a little bit and it was time for the Trey Young show in the fourth quarter. So uh, it's a disappointing way for the season to end. It's always painful when the season ends, especially when you've had such a fun season like this. But, you know, you said before that the Knicks, uh, they'll know they'll have to tweak the roster. I think that it's more than tweaks. I I think it's uh, I think it's some pretty big changes that they're going to need to make. And, And it's the type of thing that where they are right now, as great as it is from where they came from. Uh, I don't know that they can necessarily take these sizable jumps in the offseason. That's going to be an offseason question, but I think that there's there's more than just a move or two here. Uh, and, and coming into this series, I thought, yeah, you know, once the season ends, we'll look at point guard, we'll look at this, we'll look at that. Uh, with the way this series went and, and the way that it was completely one-sided, uh, I think the Knicks have a lot more work. I can just speak for me, a lot more work to do than I thought that they were going to have to after the series was over. And Gordon, it's it's more like for me back in the day where you this is how you built your team, right? You 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 saw where you went this year. Okay, let's look. What do we need to do to get to the next round in the conference? All right, this is what we have to do. What do we need to do to get to the conference finals? What do we have to do to get to the NBA finals? And for them, they've got what, $45, $50 million in cap space. They've got mm-hmm. a bunch of draft choices. They've got a bunch of people on the roster who are free agents, and we'll Absolutely. talk about that. And that, that's where the decisions are going to be interesting. Also on Twitter, at Hard to see ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7FM. Bunch of you want to talk. We'll get to you in a second. Gordon, I think one of the things, and we were kind of discussing it during the break as well, one of the things when you look at this roster and you look at what Reggie Bullock brought to the table and Alec Burks and Taj Gibson and those, uh, Gordon, all the <laughs> three-fifths of your starters probably should have been guys coming off your bench. Yeah, those are bench guys. And, uh, you know, we can have the conversation later on about, you know, who you'd like to see stay, who maybe that's the area to upgrade. Uh, but, I mean, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Um, you know, Taj Gibson – uh, was invaluable in terms of the, the playoff experience, and he did do some good things here, but I don't think you can be relying on somebody at his age as much as the Knicks were relying on him, and he was one of their better options. So I, know. I, I can't say that I blame them for relying on, on him as much as they did, but, yeah, I mean, the, the area where you're looking for, okay, we got to this level this year, how do we do better next year? It's, it's pretty obvious, right? I mean, the, the talent has to be severely upgraded. I mean, they did not really upgrade the talent from a year ago. No. I mean, that's the thing about this year that was not that was shocking was the 41 wins and the fourth seed. But thrown onto that was that this was essentially the same roster as a year ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be the offseason. Now it's going to, you know, life's a little bit more back to normal. And uh, I think it'll be a, a big offseason for the Knicks with all the different avenues they have to go down between cap space and, and draft picks and and players that they might be able to move on their own, uh, this this should not um, this should not be um, a real surprise when there's a bunch of changes this offseason, I think. No, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, and and it won't be. And the interesting one for me, okay, Gordon, is Derrick Rose. Yes. Right. Uh, there's no denying what he brought to the table with this team. There's no denying that he plays his best ball under Thibodeau. He's 33. He'll be 33 next season. You're looking at a guy who uh, Gordon Thibodeau mentioned in the postgame was nicked up, and you saw his you know, effectiveness dwindle in the yes. last two games. He's got an injury history. 
Um, you know, but how much you want, you need a guy like that to anchor your bench, but Gordon, how much do you pay him? You know what I'm saying? So that, that's the interesting, like, look, we, we can go down the roster. You say, I have, I have a number of folks who I know are not coming back. Yeah. I got a couple that jumped to mind. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah. no way they, they might as well pack their bag and say goodbye yes. now, yes. but, but he's an interesting one for me because I think, it's tricky because depending on who you bring back or who you acquire, Gordon, he could be like a failsafe. You know, if you don't get this person, then you bring him back. But then if you do that, maybe he signed somewhere else. So he, he's the tricky one for me out of all the free agents they have. Yeah, I mean, look, he has the reputation of uh, doing his best work with Tibbs. Him and Tibbs are are kind of attached to the hip. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's. I would be kind of surprised if some team is going to blow him away in, in free agency at his age. So it does seem like there's a perfect fit here for him to excel in. And it's almost like, you know, when you get a backup quarterback, you want somebody who's not, you know, look, if you lose your starter, it's going to hurt. But you have somebody as a backup who can win games in a pinch. You know, Derek Rose is that kind of guy that if, if you have a, a starter who goes down – but you just can't rely on him at his age and, and, and his injury history at this point. But he does provide a, a valuable piece of that bench, and it's not really a surprise. I agreed with the decision at the time mm-hmm. because you needed to do something, but it's not a surprise that the bench unit went down when he went into the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, you had to do it because the, the season was slipping away and you couldn't afford to be falling behind in these games. But, yeah, I mean, if he's, le- if he's leading the bench unit next year, I'd feel good about that. I would, too. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Raz in the car. Start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Larry. Gordon, thank you for taking my call tonight. What's going on? Yeah, so I just left the Knicks game. Uh, I think this year was a success. It was probably one of the most fun Knicks years in a long time, and obviously we needed that. But I think the problem starts with Tibbs' rotations. I think that's what kind of set us in. Um, yeah, Alfred Payne was, you know, the scapegoat, it seems. But once he left and Tim changed the starting lineup, we lost three straight games. You know, you don't – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't think it was that broke with Alfred Payne. He was a minus to the game before, so that's that. But they need a playmaker. I think the guy in the offseason is Kyle Lassie. I don't think they should blow money on anybody else. Um, you know, run it back again with this team and then look, look towards 2022's free agent class. That's a better class. We'll have more money. Bradley Beal, Zach Levine. But uh, successful year for the Knicks, and um, that's that. All right, Ross. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, uh, they the, didn't lose the fact the series that because of the <laughs> no, not know, no prepaid. I mean, no, come no, on. No. I mean, you, you just got dusted, and, and none of the games really in the second half were even competitive. Um, so the, the reason you lost this series <laughs> is not because you decided to take Alfred Payton out of the starting lineup. They, they weren't as talented. They weren't as good. No, and they're not as deep. And they're not as deep, right? Those, those are those are kind of important, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would help you win some games. Yeah, if yeah. you had that trio. And right. listen, love Kyle Lowry, thirty-five. I don't know that. I, listen, if if he, I'll, I'll say it this way, Kaz, Ross, if I didn't want Chris Paul at thirty-five, why would I take Kyle Lowry at thirty-five? You know what I'm saying, Gordon? Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I I want. You've got a young team. I'm trying to get my team. To the point, and he and and Paul's a better point guard than Lowry. Yes. Is. Yeah. So if I didn't want and and I desperately need a point guard, so if I if I'm going to go for an older point guard, I'd, I'd, I'd try to get Chris Paul. 
Yeah. I, I think that what I've seen in this series, what it tells me is, is that the next step up might not be the giant. Like we all kind of want mm-hmm. the giant step forward and maybe you can't jump the three steps at one time. Maybe you just have to take like the next step where you become a little bit more talented um, and it's more, you know, it's not a sideways move. Clearly, you have to upgrade the talent, but it's not that giant leap forward where you're signing the premier free agent. Maybe you just kind of have to keep adding to the, to, to the talent base in moves that you can make. Uh, and I think what you saw in this series is it, 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 you, can, you can certainly do that, right? Like, it won't be mm-hmm. all that hard to bring in some pieces that are a little bit more talented overall than what you had on this roster. I mean, look at, look at what you did this season. And you did this with people after not getting people that you kind of wanted, right? You, right. you wanted Gallion, you wanted uh, Gallinari, you didn't get him. You wanted uh, they wanted Gordon know. Haywood, yeah. Right? They, they you wanted know, him. Didn't, get him, didn't want to pay him, yep. right? Yep. Didn't want to pay him all the money. So look at what you're able to do as a fallback plan B, and you're able to get a team that was the one thing they had. Gordon was they didn't have a lot of superior talent, but they had good chemistry. Yes. And because they had good chemistry and they all played together and they played through Julius Randle and him having his season and setting the tone, uh, that's what made it so exciting. And you had that sprink- that sprinkling of youth, right? You had, you know, R.J. Barrett improve and you had, you know, uh, quickly, as we mentioned before, and Toppin who got better at the end. So you, you had players who were, you know, playing for, playing for a contract, Gordon, and that's what they did every night during the regular season. Yeah, it, it almost the way that they were completely exposed during the playoffs almost makes 41 wins more impressive in some yeah. ways, right? Like, I mean, the <laughs> fact that they were able to squeeze 41 at game against another team that won the same amount of games. Yeah. Um, it, it is kind of impressive, but I, I'll be honest with you. After watching tonight, the way things ended, it's really hard for me to, to feel those positives right now the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to preface, I feel like everything with regular season, like I was saying before, oh, it was a great season. Well, it was a great regular season, right? Mm-hmm. It was a step in the right direction in the regular season. So mm-hmm. um, it, there's a lot. It's hard to look at those positives right sure. now, especially because your star, even tonight, did not show up. Uh, he, was, he had another rough, I mean, as bad as a postseason can go, it went for Julius Randle. It did. Uh, too many turnovers, oh, and nice. just Oof. just not, just Gordon not taking what what do we always say about the NFL, right? Take what the defense gives you. Exactly. That's what we tell you about quarterbacks all the time. Take what the defense gives you. If they're giving you the 15 foot at the free throw line, why are you trying to go in the paint where you know you're going to be triple teamed? And yet, see, that's why you need a point guard. Yes. <laughs> see, Gordon, that's why you need a point guard because the point you're not handling the ball in that situation. Trey Young sets everybody else up. And see, because the Knicks didn't have a point guard, which we know is it's not news. It's not breaking news. This is not a hot no. take. We've known that for over a couple of decades. But once you get that, that's why for me, Gordon, that if they can get a, a an experienced point guard, that is the next step for them. Yeah. Well, look, I, I don't know what direction they're going to go. I, I'm sure – you know, we always joked after bad losses this year that Tibbs would have the team watching video the next day. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Tibbs is watching video tomorrow about point mm-hmm. guards because that, yeah. if you had to uh, use the old promo code Gordon to make uh, a bet on, on what area the Knicks have to improve the most this offseason, clearly starting point guard yes. has to be the number one. Number one, two, and three on the list is a starting right. point guard. Absolutely. Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7. 
Well, first of all, my friends, I want to thank you for uh, talking to me after each and every game. Gordon, you couldn't have nailed it better. Uh, I see four keepers on this team. I'll get into that in a quick second. I know it's a short show. Uh, and Obi Topin suffered more than anybody not having a point guard. That was pretty honest. Uh, it was observation by everybody. As a matter of fact, I advise a couple of guys who do promo Gordon up in the New Jersey area. <laughs> and I have a pretty good opinion on, on, on basketball. I pick it a pretty high percentage. And I said the best bet of the year is betting Atlanta tonight. And that's tough for me to say, being a Knicks fan. But I said, this, this guy, he'll wake up at some point in the game. Now, if they can't get in front of him, they got a bunch of bench players playing. Randall's going to spit the bid again. And you look at the stats. The Knicks went to their stats this game. I didn't look, but they must have held the, the Hawks under 35% shooting threes. The Knicks shot their percentage. I don't know how many times Julius Allen the numbers. I'll look tomorrow. Turned over the ball, maybe 8 or 10. And uh, Julius Randall's not that good when it comes to this kind of play. Now, I'll take nothing away from him, but ISO ball in the playoffs doesn't work unless unless you're one of those superior all-time great players, and he's not that. So I'm not knocking the young man. I felt bad for him. I'm watching now Dallas, and as great as Trey Young is, as great as he is, (laughs) this kid, I can't even describe it. It's crazy to think that that Trey Young did all that he did in this series, basically almost winning the series single-handed and was involved in a trade that if the team had to do it over again, they wouldn't make the trade for Trey Young, right? Like they would have kept a hundred, a hundred out of a hundred. They wouldn't make the trade. That's not a knock on Trey Young. No, but I'll leave you you with this. Trying to figure out which Bogdanovich is still Bogdanovich. I know, I know who they are, but, but I'll leave you with this. And and, and again, thank you boys. You've been wonderful to me. I appreciate it moving it all and having you in my family still. No, I watched the team. I love the team like we all love the team. And uh, they won on guile and guts and, and, and camaraderie and great coaching. Not a hell of a lot of talent. Atlanta, Atlanta is constructed properly. They got four big, three and D guys or three three and D guys, and they got this wonderful asset that can – he controls the whole game, like with a video controller. It's amazing to me. And they, at the end, taking the Reggie Bell, that, that's all theatrics. I don't care about that. He's a little guy who can do what he wants. But listen, the Knicks got to go to work. They got to get rid of most of these guys. I keep the two picks from this year. Uh, if they could get a point guard like a Donovan Mitchell for Randall and Barrett, man, I'd, I'd make that trade so fast. And I'm not knocking either one of those young men. But uh, you need a point guard in this league, or you can't win unless you have a top five player. And you know who they are, and we don't have one. Boys, stay well. All right, Spikes. Thanks for checking in. Uh, let's go to Joe in Manhattan. Hey, Joe, you're next on 98.7. Hi there. Listen, I'm very grateful to the Knicks. This season, we were expecting them uh, to win no more than 25. Maybe if uh, we were lucky, 30, up to 30. But they won as many as uh, 41 games, which is equal to close to 50 if we had had 82 games this season. Also, Randall, great. Keep him. Rose, I would keep him. Thibodeau. I consider him the best top three coaches right now, you know, in view of last season's results. So I would definitely keep him without any doubt, you know. So, in other words, I'm very happy. And also regarding Trey Young, he's superb. And 
without Embiid, you know, or if Embiid is not 100% fit, they could cause trouble against uh, uh, Philadelphia. I'm interested to see that. What do you think about that? Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Joe. I'm curious to see that too, Gordon. Yeah, again, I don't know that the Hawks are all that talented. I just know that they're way more talented than the Knicks. So I'm interested to see, you know, when the Sixers play them, uh, how how they take away or at least slow down Trey Young, how they attack things on on the Atlanta roster and – and clearly the Sixers are a, a, a pretty talented team as well. So uh, that'll be a very interesting series to see. I, I have a hard time believing that Trey Young is just going to go and do whatever he wants basically every single game. No, I don't think he will. And and I do think that they complement each other size-wise in the front court as well. And listen, uh, Capella is not going to uh, – Embiid is a little different. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Julius Randle. Yep. You know, he's a little bit different because he can take you outside. He can punish you in the post. You, they, they will double, they'll try to double team him, but he'll make the pass out of the double team because everybody tries to double team him. Listen, Mike will tell you, you want to know, Mike, who's a Wizards fan, he'll tell you right now, they tried everything against Embiid uh, to, to advance in that series. And he's, he's really good. Uh, so, and, and plus, Doc Rivers is an outstanding coach as well. So they, they're, it, it should be a good series. It'll be obviously more competitive than this one. And, you know, <laughs> the other so. thing, the other thing, Gordon, is uh, for them, it'll be another learning experience, just like this was for this Nick team and the young players on this team. It's a learning experience for them, too. And, you know, it, the question is going to be, what did they learn? Yeah. And and coming back next season, Gordon, what what did what does quickly work on in the off season and top 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 and work on in the off season and Barrett, you know, and Julius Randle, what does he work on in the off season as well? Because with all the work he did, which got him so much improved and the most improved player, guess what? Now he's got to go back and put some more work to elevate him to to be able to take his game to the next level in the postseason. Yeah, I, I think that what he needs more than anything in, in the offseason is, is better teammates to kind of lift him up as well because, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you saw the frustration uh, down the stretch of this game where there were plays to be made and he was just steamrolling in there and, mm-hmm. and, and putting his head down and was just so, um, I don't know, other just flustered by yeah. the, 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 the Hawks' defense that it was just he, – he just wanted to make something happen so bad. And I think that's the one thing you learn for sure is that this – we all wanted it to be built slowly, right, when it, when it was the, the, uh, the trade deadline. I think we were all confident, hey, you know what, let's not make any major moves. Let's see how this group did. And this group did wonderfully for the regular season. Mm-hmm. Now it's about upgrading the talent and, and seeing where you can go next year. That's right. Mike's in Valley Stream. Hey, Mike, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry Gordon. I just want to thank you guys for getting me through the pandemic. Um, first of all, this year, obviously, the series has been tough. You know, you want to shove Trey in a garbage can. But other than that, <laughs> you got to tip your cap on the year. Um, it's really been – it's a marvelous thing to look at, the effort, the group effort. I mean, my friend shuey has been telling me about Randall. I have, I have a bone to pick with Randall, but other than that, the team's been great. We have the 19th overall, the 21st overall, the Mavericks. And, you know, you got to make the right moves. I mean, Tibbs has got to make the adjustments. we got to focus. You know, the Lifts just tried to show out their support tonight at the game, but it didn't really. Um... But anyway, Gordon, Larry, I, I really just want to thank you guys again. You know, the last 15 months, 
has been tough. We're all vaccinated now. We're back to normal. The Knicks are back. But, you know, we have a lot to look forward to, and we should tip our cap to the Hawks. Anyone but Trey Young, okay? And you guys have a great night. We're going to go to Stevens now, okay? All right, Mike. Be safe out there. Thanks for the phone call and thanks for the kind words. And you know what, Gordon? Listen, that and that's what that's what it's about. So you take your disappointment, and like you said, it's hard right now because of not that you lost, but how you lost. Absolutely. And, and it's the old John Madden line. It's not just the losing. It's knowing all the work mm-hmm. that you're going to have to do to get back just to the same spot, right? I mean, you got that's a full yeah. off season now. You have all these decisions to make. But the good thing is, again, you do have to keep it with a little perspective in that this is year one of the rebuild. I know the Knicks Mm -hmm. have been bad for a very, very long time, but this was the first year for the coach. It was the first full year for the front office, and this is really going to be the first real offseason where I think Leon Rose now can say, hey, all right, we got this in place, right? Like you really didn't know what you had in place until you got the coach in place. Now that Mm -hmm. you have the coach in place, you can kind of see where the, the real holes are, so... It's uh, the, the future is bright, even though the present stings a little bit. Yeah, no question about it. But listen, that's what you and here's the best part, Gordon. You got options. You got draft yes. choices. You got money. It's not like you have to. Well, we just have to We'll go through this again. No, you have options, the ability to improve. And remember, you're kind of on the clock because I know Thibodeau has a five year plan. But Gordon, you know, with him, sometimes three yeah. is a bit much. Right. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes at the end of year three, it might feel like, is this five already? You know, it's only three. What? Yeah. So, uh, look, there's a lot of areas that the Knicks have to upgrade. And uh, it's just painful right now because, as you said, the way you lost and the fact that at no, we were talking about how fun this regular season was. And outside of the second half and the second game, the Knicks never played in this series like they did during the regular. Like you were thinking you were going to get the, the, the regular season team mm-hmm. to perform like that at some point, even if you didn't win the series, even if you lost in five, but it just never, just never materialized. It didn't. Back to the phones at one 800 Doug is on the island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. Hey, fellas. How we doing? Hey, Doug. I want to thank you guys. It's been a great season. You know, you guys were there all the time after the games. Uh, it was a nice outlet to have. Enjoyed it. Thank you, Doug. Um, thank you. Yes, no problem. I, you know, I, listen, after the two games in Atlanta, I wasn't delusional. We, you know, we knew it did not look good. But when you go back and forth with a team, you know, and you're talking and you're pushing and, and the stuff that went on, I cannot stomach when you – the effort on the defensive glass, the effort on the loose balls, you know, you knew they were going to come in here, the stuff that Young was going to do. They wanted nothing more than to end it here tonight. And I would have liked to have seen a little more pride on loose balls, a little more pride on the defensive glass. So that left, you know, left a little bit of sour taste in my mouth. But I got to tell you, I'm, I'm probably not as optimistic as everyone else going forward because there's a couple of things that, you know, when you look at this season, you got to realize a lot of things went right for this team. The East was atrocious. Derrick Rose came here where a lot of people didn't even want him because they worried about other people's growth he was going to hurt. He wound up being the best trade pickup anybody had at, the, at during the season. And the things I'm afraid about going forward, and if anybody thinks that this team, the first guy they got to get, because, listen, Dane Lillard's not coming here. Portland is not letting him go. The guy loves it there. I can't see him coming here. The, to me, the guy they have to get, you have to get a real point guard. We saw it. I think they have to get Lonzo Ball. 
He worked with Zion. He could work with Randall, who's a ball-dominant guy. And then, you know, Derek Rose said, I just saw it. He said after the game, he wants to come back. He, I hope that's showing, you know, if they can fit him in, put him back in that role would be huge. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And then just one thing going forward into the Sixers series that I, I, I think Atlanta is going to get exposed, and they're going to get exposed big time. Yo, I think so too, Doug, and yeah. thanks for the phone call. And, and Gordon, I think it's going to be the, they can match them physically. So they're not going to out-physical them, and they've got just they've got deeper scorers. They have scorers just like Atlanta has scorers, and I think the biggest thing is Trey Young's going to have to play some defense in that round. Yeah. I, look, I'd feel better if the Hawks were actually really competitive against the Sixers. It would make me feel a little bit better <laughs> about what I've seen here. I think the thing you have to keep in mind with the Knicks, and it's hard to do that when on the, se- in the night where the season ends, this season was about laying the foundation. This was, you know, I almost liken it, I remember the 93 Yankees. That was the first time that they had really kind of started to turn it around after the late 80s, early 90s, where they had some really down years, lost, uh, what was it, 97 games or something like that one of the years when they were the worst team in baseball. And when they would win a game late, they would play Twisted Sisters, uh, <laughs> we're not going to take it. Like, we're not uh-huh. going to take it. Anymore. That was what this year is for the Knicks. This mm-hmm. was the year where they weren't going to take it anymore. They, were, they weren't going to be the lapping stock of the sport anymore. They weren't going to be the team that finishes last the, the, like they have. So this was about laying the foundation. And I get it. Th- there's a lot of questions to answer. And to think that you're just going to roll the balls out, make a little move here or there, and get back to where you were this year – yeah, you're, Doug's probably right. A lot of things did go right, but that's what Leon wrote. The regular season was about Tom Thibodeau, and up until the playoffs, we were happy with the job he did. Now it's time. Now it's time for for Leon Rose to get to work, and the front office to get to work, and start to find some more players for this roster. It's like we said earlier, Gordon. The playoffs tell you what you got to do. Right. Absolutely. All right. This, and, this, and this, these five games told you what you got to do, and you and you got a lot to do. But it starts, and this is where we all agree, Doug, and we know it starts with a point guard. You got to yes, get a point absolutely. guard. You have to get a point guard. That is first and foremost. Yeah. But it's nothing new. We all know that. Yeah. Robbie's in Massachusetts. Hey, Robbie, you're next on ninety-eight-seven. Well, Gordon, Larry, I just want to thank you for a year and after Ranger games, after Nick games, I appreciate it so much. Can I vent positive and negative? First of all, I just want to say something about the negative. Let's start with the negative, all right? They played like crap in this series. They really did. And what really bothers me tonight, five times down the court, when they had a chance to come back in the game, three after stupid three after stupid three after stupid three. Why doesn't anybody post in the NBA anymore except for big men? Why can't anybody pass the ball more than one time or two times without taking a stupid three? You had a chance to cut the game to a tie game, and you chose to take a three. You missed a three, and Atlanta came down. They hit a three. That was up by five, and that was the end of it. The last time the Knicks got close enough to where they could tie the game. I am sick, and I am tired of watching guys stand around while one guy throws the basketball and one guy shoots and climbs threes off a of basketball. Who the hell invented this game? Who, who took basketball from being a game of sharing the ball, passing the ball, and getting the ball close to the basket? Who changed this game? It is so pathetic to watch. Do you guys like watching this? Watching guys go down down the court, dribble and dribble, well, and shoot the three, kind of off the basket? What kind of nonsense <laughs> when, is this? When they, when they hit the threes, well, I mean, but when they were playing well this year, uh, the Knicks were a team that hit three-pointers at a very good clip, and that was kind of their offense. Now, a lot of their offense in terms of – I get what you're saying about, like, a, there was a lot of isolation tonight. There was one pass and it was a shot. But I think that that was the, 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 that was the side effects of Randall 
not being able to be the facilitator in this series. They decided they were going to take him completely out of the series, and they absolutely were able to do that. And so that's where the, the need for a point guard became glaring. Well, I understand that, Lord. I mean, but here's the positives, okay? The Knicks now built a foundation. Like you just said, we're not going to take anymore. This is the foundation, the beginning with Leon Rose, okay, in his organization. We have a foundation now. Players might want to come here now. Ah, winning, you know, it's, they're bringing back at least the pride, okay? The pride is back. I'm happy about that. But, I mean, I cannot stomach the way the NBA's played today. It's disgusting to watch. I mean, five times down the court, all they did was take a three. What the hell's gone wrong with basketball? It's about sharing the ball and getting the ball to the open man. Do I have to watch the Golden State Warriors every time I want to watch a guy maybe pass more than three times in a sequence? It's and they put up a lot of threes, Robbie. <laughs> they put up a lot of threes on that team. They do. Listen, unfortunately for the Knicks, that's what the defense gave them. Okay, they couldn't get into the paint. Right, and, and, and every time the, they got into the paint, Clint, Clint Capella was there ready to eat their shot. I mean, yeah. So there's no other – what other option do you have? You got to take what the defense gives you, my friend. Yeah. You know, you got to. And Gordon, while he was talking, all I could do was think of the game that Damian Lillard had last night. Yeah, nobody oh, was complaining about his threes. Oh, in overtime, right. he was just oh, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, oh. could, could, I mean, how did the Knicks get him? Can, oh. can we? I, I know I brought this up before. I, I don't know we gotten any legal advice. Can we kidnap him? <laughs> Are we allowed to just go there and take him and put him in a car and drive him across oh. country? What do you need oh. Portland for? Portland's not a big market. Get him to New York City. I mean, come on. Well, well, listen. Since Nate McMillan says that the league wants New York to do right. great, Absolutely. let's see what they do this offseason right. to help the Knicks out. Yes. Let's see. I bet he he didn't mention anything else after he left town with with uh, the series. You know what? With <laughs> one of those two picks that we have in the first round, just draft Damian Lillard, even though he's already been drafted. See if it works. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Can't go wrong, right? Can't go wrong. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN 1-800-919-3776. And Gordon, before we get back to the phones, I just want people to know, we'll be here after the baseball games too. I mean, people talking like we're going to be done. Yeah, it does, does have a little bit of a vibe like we're going away someplace. Do they know something that we don't, Larry? I, hope, I mean, well, that, wouldn't be, that wouldn't have shocked me, but, you know. Yeah, no, yeah, no we're, we're still going to be here. Yeah, we'll be here to talk Mets and Yankees, too, and the rest of the playoffs. We'll, we'll still be yeah. around. You know, yep. So just, just to make that – I understand that you're happy with Knicks and we had Loba. And, by the way, you know, we might even talk some Nets as some people call. Because <laughs> they're a long if way. They ever from, do. From I mean, it's like the tree falling in the forest. So we'll have to wait and see if it actually happens. Yeah, we had a couple last night. So let's, hopefully that will continue as they march on. Their series begins Saturday against Milwaukee. That's going to be a fun series, Gordon. That that could be a fun series. I, it almost feels like that's that's the East. It's like the battle yeah, could for be. the East. Could be. You know? Could be. Could be. Back to the phones. Moe's in Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Uncle Larry Gordon. Hope you are doing well. It's been a while. I'm just get to it real quick. All right, the next season was not a disappointment at all. I don't care how the playoffs ended. It was a success. We didn't even think about uh, getting into the fourth seed, even let alone the play-in. But my question to you here is right now, uh, if you look at this roster right now, everyone's at a, like a one-year contract besides the rookies and Randall. The two players I would re-sign for next year is uh, Norris Noel and Alex Burks. For two reasons, we see Mitchell Robinson always get hurt, and Norton Noel came in beautifully defensively. And Alex Burks could set up his own shot rather than Reggie Bullock, who's a better spot-up shooter. So I'm taking those two, and obviously we're looking to sign a really like gritty vet—not vet, but like a young vet point guard that could really tune everybody into the court. 
man. And I'm just hang up and listen. Thank you for the time, man. Hi, Mo. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, it's interesting. But you know what, Gordon? I almost think I think Burks dribbles too much. He does, but I think that that's the that, that's the sign. They were kind of forcing him to be like this ball handler, where he's he's not really to that level, right? I mean, like they were kind of forced to do that because there were no other real options. So um, he's not a backup point guard, uh, you no. know. And, and once, they, especially when they moved Rose into the starting lineup, it, you know that was. That was part of the issue there. So I like Burks a lot. I feel like I he's, too. you know, as long as you're you're not expecting more out of him than what he actually is able to give you, right? I mm-hmm. mean, like I don't I don't look at him as being a starter or a guy that you should be relying on to win playoff games, but uh, an important part of your bench, a, a, a shooter on the outside who can score, absolutely. I would like to have him back. It all kind of depends on what the prices are, too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Hans is in Queens. Hey, Hans, you're next on 98.7. Yeah, how you doing, Larry Gordon? How's everybody going to do it? All right, so um, I want to talk about uh, Tom Thibodeau. Um, I think he did an amazing job um, taking a, a bum team like the Knicks and making them Cinderella, you know. But now it's it's 12 o'clock, and now it's, you know, you know they're back to being a pumpkin, but... I think you know he'll he'll be you know maybe a candidate for a top candidate for coach of the year. But the thing about it was when when um, when uh, there was a coach I forget the, the coach's name uh, escapes my uh, my thought. But he went to Indiana. What what was his name? Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson. Now when Mike Woodson left, now there was two. Now Mike Woodson is a, if I'm not mistaken, he's a defensive minded coach. So mm-hmm. is Tom Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. So you have. Two defensive-minded coaches on the on the on the on the on the bench. There, did they replace when Woodson left to Indiana? Did they replace him? Like, who was his replacement? I don't think they did. Uh, yeah, Hans, thanks for so. the phone call. They had so many coaches over there. Yeah, I just I said, mean, <laughs> just delegated. I don't know what his responsibilities were. I'm sure someone picked those up. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like Tom Thibodeau and, and, and Mike Woodson were going in the room and devising the game plan by themselves is the whole coaching staff there. I think that that's the point he was getting to that. Yeah. Like the Knicks lost out on defense because they lost Mike Woodson. I don't think that that's the case. No, I don't think so either. Uh, D's on the Island. Hey D you're next on 98. Hey, it's G. Nice to uh, hey, G. talk to you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Much respect. Uh, also want to say thank you to the New York Knicks, man. We had fun with them this season as a Knicks mm-hmm. fan. Yep. My take uh, can't wait to hear what you think about it, Larry. It's simple. Uh, I think it was 2012, 2013. Young man by the name of J.R. Smith was on our team. Got the Sixth Man of the Year award. His stock was high as ever. I thought we were a team on a precipice of doing something. We could have traded him to get something to take us to the next level. We didn't do it. We stalled out the following season. I see the same scenario here with Randall. I love what he did for us. Uh, we're eternally grateful as Knicks fans, but I think if we're going to maximize what we can get back moving ahead, he's got to be the number one piece we're trying to move. His stock is going to be higher than it ever was. I feel like the same thing with Nellis Noel. Do we package them? Do we try to keep him? What do you guys think? Well, D, here's the issue. His stock, if, you, if, you, if you're going to move him, maybe you should have moved him before the postseason started. His stock is clearly not as high now as no. it was a week ago. 
It's well, not. I mean, it wasn't. It all kind of depends on what's available, right? Yeah. Like we're all talking in these absolute. Well, we got to move them. Well, what are you going to get back? Well, I don't know. Well, then I don't know that I'm going to move them. Right. Uh, I will say this: based on the way the playoffs went, I do think that you have to leave yourself open to whatever possibility is out there. But let's say Julius Randle was, I think he was better than this this year, but let's say next year he settles into being like the 25th best player. Mm -hmm. Or you'd say he's in the top 30 players. Well, then you got to get somebody who's a lot better than him if you're going to move him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it can't just be this. People have to exist. There has to be an improvement somewhere if you're going to move the guy that you're, I'm not just moving him for nothing. And it would be, I could understand the, the guy's point about this would be the time to maybe trade him and, and, and sell high, but there has to be somebody that you're, you're, you're buying low on that you think can be a lot better. Plus, if I get the point guard, they may make him even better. Absolutely. I don't think, I would be very, very surprised if Julius, Julius Randle is not a Nick next year. I mean, I'll be kind of stunned by that. I would too. Omar is in Brooklyn. He's next on 98.7. Hey, O. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Omar, uh, how are you feeling, buddy? Great. Uh, how I'm feeling? You know how I'm feeling right now. Yes. Uh, yes. My thing, two points. First, uh, uh, Nate McMillan, uh, very good coach. He has coached against LeBron James. He almost win with, uh, uh, you know, Indiana uh, uh, in a 17th with LeBron when he was in the conference. So he was due for a playoff victory. Kudos to Nate McMillan. Secondly, uh, my rigid coach, uh, I have all my doubts. Listen, I love him. I want him to coach next year. But uh, uh, for one minute, when it's, uh, uh, when you made a change on the starter and you are 0-3 with basically uh, three blowouts, uh, ah, uh, the Dick fan and the Dick media wanted it, uh, they, got, they got it. Three blowouts. When you uh, when you take him out, uh, it's not that I'm a big Alfred. If it's working, don't change it. That's my uh, point. You win 41 games, you should have stick with your guns. Secondly, uh, he should be not be that rigid. That you are not going to play Frank Nalakina and Alfred Payton. So play him last one minute. That this media that after a long time that everybody should be appreciated. That Frank Milikina now he's not going to be a, uh, he, he was drafted by the Knicks. That probably his last game played in front of the Madison Square Garden, a 20-second uh, playing, so he can be. The game was already decided. So, but he does not have the courtesy to do this. Sorry, Thibodeau, uh, I'm very down on you. I'm down on Randall. Uh, I, I gave all the fair chances. I'm still a Randall fan, but I think uh, the next year. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks has told everybody how to play him, and he will not have that here. I think the trade value for whatever you can get for him, don't extend him. Just play him next year, and if you get a value in the middle of the season, uh, and if he plays to a professional, then extend him the following year. If you have a team option one year, just play with that. Don't have to sign him on $100 million contract until he proves in the playoffs. That's it. That's my point of view. I gave my a shot. We lost the series, and giving Randall the man, he's not the man. That's a cool one. That's it. All right. Well, look, oh, uh, according no to Thanks. Omar, if the Knicks would have played Alfred Payton and Frank Nilakina more. The situation would have been the same. Completely different series. No, Larry. If he would have, Why would you change something that clearly was not working 
Um, and <laughs> that's uh, why you should have just kept using it, right? Until that's it actually why. broke, right? Like if you have a car and the car is notoriously unreliable, and you and you're getting by with the car, but you're just getting by with the car. What you do is you wait until the car completely breaks down on the side of the road and leaves you stranded in the middle of no place before you say, you know what? I got to get a new car. Yeah, I, I know I know what he means, and I understand, and it's easy to look back at that, but let's face it. Let's be honest. <laughs> they weren't winning the series You weren't winning. The, you weren't. Come on. Otherwise, I mean, you'd have won Nick, the first two games I mean, there might not them. be any more better evidence of Nick fans being delusional than the fact that they are now calling up. This is not the first person no, no, who is no, saying no. that they should have played Alfred Payton more. I get it. I the pain of losing stings, but let's take a breath, people. Believe me, if he could have helped, He'd have put him back in. Oh, he never put me. him back in. He didn't even bring him in off the bench. Nope. That he, tells you he, a lot. He had checked out. He had checked out a long time ago and far more than he had been playing. Even when he had played, he was he had checked out. There's no question about it. Gordon, we got a little over a minute left in the show. Let's quickly uh, get some thoughts on the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, Yankees bounced back tonight. I'm, yeah, I was impressed. Got some stunning. home runs. Larry, they had an inning on the base paths, and that has been an issue so far this year. And it, this one, I think, is going to be a while before they top it. They had first and second. I think there was nobody out in the inning. Mm -hmm. Ball gets away from the catcher. Uh, Urshela tries to make third, does not make it, gets thrown out, but was trying to be aggressive. But Glaber at first base does not move up. Stays at first base, which is a mm -hmm. little puzzling. Mm -hmm. Four pitches later, Glaber gets picked off first base. <laughs> <laughs> More teaching so, tape for, for Oh, boom. my God. Can we get the Tom Amansky videos and just send them to the Bronx? Can we get that? Because uh, they need it, boy. Uh, wow. What a, but they won. They, 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 and that's they, the bottom they won line. two in a row against the Rays. We said this is a good week to have a good week. So you got Cole on the mound tomorrow. So maybe make it three or four if we can dream. All right, that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. We thank you for joining us. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.